Oh. This is Horace Williams Jr. over at PleasingToThePod.com podcast. Thank you for joining me this week. I hope you are having a very good summer. I know a lot of you are probably getting your kiddos prepared for school. I know a lot of my nieces and nephews start tomorrow, start school tomorrow. So I wanted to talk with you a little bit about anxiety, worry, and impatience. Those are some personality traits that I tend to struggle with. And I wrote an article a few years ago. And based on the responses, I feel that I'm not alone in dealing with some of those personality traits. Or at least I hope I'm not the only person (laughs) that deals with them. So I want to share with you my thoughts on these personality types and how we can better handle them and deal with them and live um, confidently and peacefully each and every day. So here we go. Personality, we all have one, but which one dominates our lives? I remember being required to attend several personality training sessions over the years on more than one occasion at different companies that I worked for and so forth. The first few times I was exposed to it, I found it fascinating. You know, you take the blind test and then are amazed when the results are revealed. My coworkers would nod in agreement from time to time that the test was accurate in identifying my primary personality. For years growing up, I had no idea what a quote-unquote type A personality was. I just thought of myself as a go-getter. I struggled to understand people that not, did not take action or those that refused to be denied. As I got older, I embraced being a type A because of all the success and accomplishments it had brought me over the years. The past few months, however, God has revealed to me that he created me to be so much more than a highly effective type A personality. God desires for me to live as a type D, or rather, I've given type D meaning devoted, type D devoted personality going forward. Yes, the person with with the type A personality may achieve many things. However, there are some things that come along with it based on my experience, experiences, See if any of these thorns resonate with you. The first thorn of a type A personality is anxiety. It's also one of the most destructive. I can remember vividly the mental torture that I used to put myself through on Sunday nights before preparing for work Monday. I would toss and turn all night thinking about projects, meetings, or things I need to get done that following day. Many nights I worried about things that never even came to fruition. I want to look, let's take a look at what the Apostle Paul implores us to do with our thoughts. Instead of living anxious, the devoted Christian should apply what the Apostle Paul prescribes in Philippians. It's, this is found in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, 
which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Just just reading that verse just gives me comfort. Um, The peace of God, there's just something about that. It's comforting, reassuring, indescribable. That's the word that comes to mind is when you have God's peace within you. That's what beyond, beyond all comprehension is all about. So let's see what other thorns we have here. Here we go. Let's see. Ambition is another prickly thorn of a type A personality. For myself, I always focus on achieving more. I feel like it was never enough. My ambition to succeed was all I could think about at the expense of excluding God. Looking back, there was not much evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in my life. And that is so true. In fact, in recently, I past few years, I had memorized the passage from Galatians 5, 22 through 25 about the fruit of the Spirit. Because it helps me in certain times where I begin to feel myself becoming impatient or anxious. So I'm going to see if I can quote it by memory to you right now because I don't have it up on my screen. So here it goes. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against us there is no law. For those of us who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh along with its passions and desires if we walk by the spirit let us also live by the spirit i think i was pretty close we'll just say author's paraphrase to be safe but that's galatians 5 22 through 20 25 i believe the devoted christian or the type d christian should continuously be dying to self each day in honor of the savior that you serve God must be the focus of everything we do, whether it's raising children, serving in the church, if you're a writer, author, whatever you made, whatever whatever God may have you do have you doing. I remind myself every time I sit down in my computer that I'm writing for the audience of one. Now of course I want people to appreciate, enjoy, and be blessed by what I write, but my main focus on when, when I write is to glorify God in everything. And especially what I share on the podcast. It's my prayer that hearts are convicted, spirits are lifted and encouraged. But most importantly, I want God to be glorified. So here's a painful thorn for myself that I want to share. Being impatient is a thorn that often needs pruning. Patience is something I've struggled with mightily ever since I can remember. Yes, there's an aspect of waiting on God, but I want to dig down deeper and also talk about patience with other people, whether it be a family member, a friend, or a co-worker. The frustrations that begin to simmer silently can explode in a heartbeat at the expense of someone's feelings and your testimony. I realized the negative impact, impact of impatience a few years ago. I'd asked for help with something that I could not do myself and the person to agree to help. 
but in my opinion, it was taking too long. I began to feel that slow burning simmering on the back of my neck and all kinds of crazy thoughts running through my head. Then it hit me like a ton of bricks. This person is helping me tremendously. Are my feelings representative of Christ and his patience with me? That very next morning, I began to memorize the passage in Galatians, which I just recited earlier, Galatians 5, regarding the fruit of the Spirit. I committed those verses to memory for those moments when I began to feel my patience slipping away. The devoted Christian must exude a spirit of gratitude, kindness, and most importantly, patience. When I think about how, how long God waited for me to seek Him first with a committed heart, tears well up in my eyes. Waiting on God is currently the course I'm experiencing now. As most of you know, I'm working on my next book, The Furnace of Affliction, and I started on this book in February of 2018, so about it's been about a year and a half. And we all have in them. I know I had in my mind when I hoped the book would be ready and be released to the public, but also know how important this book is and how many people it's going to help, and I want to do it right. So I'm not going to rush this book. I'm going to trust the Lord. And as Psalm 37, 7 says, I'm going to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. There's so many good, great verses on waiting on the Lord and patience. Isaiah 40, 31 comes to mind. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings and eagles. They should run and not be weary. They should walk and not faint. That's Isaiah 40, 31. So waiting on God is key especially for us as Christians. And here's another favorite verse that I recently found, found in Isaiah 64.4. From days of old they have not perceived or heard by ear, nor has the eye seen a God like you who acts in behalf of the one who waits for him. Once again, that's Isaiah 64.4. Don't forget that verse. Back to my article. There's genuine comfort knowing and believing that God is in control of every situation. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Everything must pass through his omnipotent hands before it gets to you and me. We must trust God's perfect plan for our lives. We can only see what's right in front of us, but God sees our life in a glorious panoramic view. Every rose had more than one thorn. And there are additional thorns when it comes to the type A personality. There is the seeking approval of others, always attempting to please, and overanalyzing everything we do. Another thorn that is sometimes overlooked is being aloof to the hurt your person, our personality traits can cause to others. If we are not careful, there is a selfishness that unknowingly seeps into the lives of type A people as they seek to accomplish. God desires us to live selflessly and show kindness to everyone in all that we do. The type D, a devoted Christian, should be blooming with the beautiful petals of God's love and be a shining example of a transformed life. Now I have one final warning for the devoted Christian. There will be relentless, difficult battles 
because spiritual warfare begins in the mind and spiritual warfare is real. This is not something we must take lightly. Here's a verse from 2 Corinthians. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. For we are taking every thought captive in the obedience of Christ. I love that verse. Okay. I want to share this though. I didn't write this and I'm not sharing this to discourage those that have exhibited type A, type A personality traits from time to time or more often than you like. I just wanted this to be a reminder of how easy it is for these debilitating traits to take hold in our minds. These traits can slow the producing of beautiful fruit for God via God in our life. And if you're like me, I desire to live a more fruitful life for Christ. So, hope you will join me next week as we begin a series. And this is on the podcast, Seven Divine Evidences of a Devoted Christian. Wow, you know, when I think about the type A personality that I was for so many years and how it ran my life. Everything revolved around that. And I'm so thankful that God and his patience rescued me and helped me to realize how important it is to live for him and to glorify him and that he wants me to serve him. I hope that what I've shared with you this week has made you think and encouraged you. And I pray that you will join me next week as we begin to look at some of the divine evidences of a devoted Christian. Thank you again for joining me. This is Horace Williams Jr. here at PleasingToThePod.com podcast. You can also learn more about me on the website, PleasingToThePod.com. Feel free to leave a prayer request. Check out the blog. There's a preview of my new book, uh, The First of Affliction. Or you can get a copy of my award-winning book on the power of prayer. Once again, this is Horace Williams Jr. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a wonderful week. Keep your eyes on Christ. I'll talk to you soon, and God bless.